Psalms chapter 46. Today is actually the last um, message in our series from Psalms chapter 46. So I'm kind of bummed. I'm kind of bummed, but today's the last day. And so um, if you guys haven't been with us, we've been on this. uh, This is our third week where where we've been going through Psalms 46. And uh, Cassandra actually wrote a song to it that we've sung the last couple of weeks. And uh, we've just been really delving into the passage of Scripture. You know, sometimes I think it's important for us to, to slow down. You know, I think sometimes when we read the Scripture, we just read to read, and then we read to read, and we're like, hey, I just, you know, we do these Bible reading plans, which is good and all, but I think sometimes it's really important with our study for us to just to slow down and really take in what the Lord is ministering through His Word. And that's really what we've been doing in Psalms chapter 46, is, is we've, just, we've just been slowing down and allowing God to speak to us. Um, the Psalms are very important. There's different types of Psalms. There's songs, there's songs, there's laments, there's Psalms about poetry, there's Psalms about praise, there's Psalms about thanksgiving. And some of you who might be here this morning and be like, you know what, the Psalms are exciting and all, but the Psalms is the old stuff and I'd prefer to have the new stuff. And I'd just like to let you know that the Psalms is quoted more than any other um, book in the New Testament. In fact, Jesus himself referred to the Psalms over 50 times, and so it's a very important, um, very important book of the Bible that was written by a plethora of different characters. And what we've been talking about the last couple weeks, the first week we talked about how God is our refuge, amen, and we talked about how he is our refuge, our fortress, our strong tower, our ever-present help in times of trouble. He's our refuge. And then last week we talked about how he is the river. Can you look to your neighbor and say, the river? Say it in your best British accent. The river. Yeah, we talked about it being in the river. And uh, we talked about the river. And I wish I had another R today, but I don't. So we talked about him being our refuge and our river. And um, we talked about how this psalm was written during a time of crisis. Have you ever been in a time of crisis? Have you ever been in a time of disappointment? Have you ever been in a time where the enemy is knocking at the gate? Have you ever been in a time where you're just like, I have no idea what to do? I feel like my, the walls are being sieged. I feel like I'm running out of water. I'm running out of, you know, whatever. And, and, and so, so he's writ, he's, uh, they're writing this. The sons of Korah are writing this during a time of crisis. And so here we go. We're going to finish it up today. In Psalms chapter 46, verses 8 through 11, it says, Come, behold the works of the Lord. Can you look to your neighbor and say, Come, behold the works of the Lord. Can you say it again? I didn't even hear you. (laughs) The works of the Lord. Yeah, come behold the works of the Lord. How he has brought desolation on the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Wow. Be still and know that I am God. Look to your neighbor and say, be still and know that I am God. Say it one more time. Be still. And know that I am God. Now look at your neighbor and say, Come behold the works of the Lord. Now look at your neighbor and say, Be still and know that I am God. Yeah, thank you. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Selah. I'm going to read that one more time. Come behold the works of the Lord. He has brought desolation on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. 
I will exalt, I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Selah. Lord, just minister through your word once again. Just pray that you will use this imperfect vessel to bring your perfect word to imperfect people. And God, I just pray that your, minister, your, your, your word will minister in ways that are supernatural. I pray that your word will minister in ways that, you know, I, I don't know, maybe there's someone here that, that they have a very, very specific need. They have a very specific trouble. They have a very specific storm that they're going through, Father. And I just pray that your word will have just pinpoint accuracy and that it will speak to them exactly where they're at, exactly in the situation that they're at, that they will hear exactly what they need to hear this morning, Father. Even if, I, even, I, I pray, even if this, this imperfect vessel is speaking about, you know, I, what, God, I just pray that you use the words that I say to minister in a very powerful way this morning, and, and, and only the way that you can, in your holy name. Amen. So this morning, I'm going to do a little bit of teaching, and then I'm going to do a little bit of preaching, okay? So teaching and preaching. So I'm going to kind of mix it up a little bit. So um, remember Psalms chapter 46, but I'm going to tell you a story first, a, a historical story, okay? So, um, so I'm going to do a little bit of teaching, then I'm going to do a little bit of preaching. So, and, I, and what I'm doing is I'm kind of setting the stage for the preaching, okay? So don't, don't, don't you know, if you, don't tune out on me because the, the, the teaching part is going to make sense with the preaching part, okay? So, so um, we're going to go back in time about 27, 2800 years ago. And there was, a, there was a king named King Hezekiah who became king when he was 25 years old. So he was a pretty young king. He reigned over the southern kingdom of Judah for about 29 years, from about 715 B.C. until about 686 B.C. And he was a good king. He did good things. But it's ironic because although he was a good king that did good things, he had a father who was a bad thing that did bad things. So he was a good king that did good things, but he had a father that was bad who did bad things. And we often see this in the book of Kings where it's like, you know, one king was good, and the next king was bad, and then the next king was good, and the next king was bad, and so it was kind of like going back and forth, and like, so sometimes Israel would have good kings, and sometimes they would have bad kings. So Hezekiah was a good king, but his father Ahaz was a bad king, and his father Ahaz, you can actually read about him in Second Kings chapter 16, it says that he turned away from God, he was just a really bad dude. Really bad. Do we have any bad people in the house this morning? It's okay. You can raise. Okay, good. Okay. All right. So he was just a really bad dude. He was a really bad king. In fact, it says in 2 Kings chapter 16 that he was so bad that he actually sacrificed his own son on the altar. Really bad king. Uh, He desecrated the temple. He put up pagan idols everywhere. And, And again, although he was a wicked king, His son Hezekiah was a good king. So he was a bad king. His son Hezekiah was a good king. Hezekiah kind of went and undid the bad things that his father did. So Hezekiah went and he cleaned, he kind of boldly cleaned the house. He destroyed the pagan altars and idols and destroyed the pagan temples. He uh, went into the temple of Jerusalem and his father had bolted the door shut. And so he unbolted the doors and he um, uh, reopened the temple and uh, he did good things. So his father was bad, and he was good. And 
we can see um, because he placed God first, there was a blessing that followed because he placed God first. How many of you guys know that there's a blessing when you follow God? There's a blessing like when you place him first in your family, when you place him first with your schedule, when you place him first in your finance. Like there's a blessing, there's a supernatural blessing when you are under the, the will of the Lord. And so he, he, although his dad was evil, he was good. And if you, if you look at 2 Kings chapter 18, verses 6 through 8, it says this. It says, for he held fast to the Lord. He did not depart from following him, but kept the commandments that the Lord commanded Moses. So this is speaking of King Hezekiah. And the Lord was with him uh, wherever he went. He prospered. Amen? He rebelled, against, he, he, he rebelled against the king of Assyria and would not uh, serve him. He struck down the Philistines as far as Gaza and its, terror, and its territory from watchtower to, for, to fortified city. So he followed God, although his father did not follow God, he followed God, and God blessed him and blessed Israel and blessed um, his reign. And so, I don't know if you guys know, but you know, sometimes when you're doing the right thing, sometimes that causes conflict. I'm talking about? Have you ever, have you ever done the right thing before and like, you're doing the right thing, and even though you're doing the right thing, like the gates of hell break out again. You, you guys know what I'm talking about? It's like, like you're, you, you're doing the right thing, and suddenly it's like, and I, don't, I, I think it's maybe a, a supernatural spiritual thing where suddenly the enemy sees that, that the blessing of the Lord, is, and suddenly, like, all hell breaks loose. And so he's doing the right thing. He's, he's serving God, and he's striking down the Philistines, and he's, he's doing the right things, but this caused conflict. And the Assyrians saw this, and um, they got upset. And so in about 701 B.C., so about 15 years into King Hezekiah's reign, and again, I'm getting to the preaching part, so hold on with me. About 15, 16 years into his reign, the Assyrians uh, attacked all the cities of Judah, and they sieged Jerusalem. They surrounded her. And the, the, there was this Assyrian king named uh, uh, Sennacherib, who brought his armies down against Judah. And essentially what he did is, did is he came in and he, he robbed um, uh, Judah and Jerusalem of all of her gold and all of her silver. And so he took their wealth and he sieged the city. And um, he, he, said, he, said, he said, I see that the king is trapped in Jerusalem like a bird in a cage. And so he, he came and he sieged Jerusalem and they surrounded Jerusalem. And uh, he's, he began to, to, to mock the people of Israel and began to mock the king. And he said, why do you trust in God? You have no power. Uh, God will never deliver you. God has forsaken you. Why don't you just give up? I don't know if anyone ever hears these type of things in your head before. Like when you're going through a trial or you're going through a... It's like, it's like this, this, uh, this Assyrian king was just like mocking them. Oh, yeah, you know, you're trusting. Why would you trust in God? Nothing can happen. God will never deliver you. God has forsaken you. You should just give up. Like, just, just give up. It's not worth it. What I find interesting is that often I believe um, one of the first things that the enemy does in times of trouble is makes you doubt the provision the protection, and the power of God. One of the first things that the enemy does when 
you are in a time of trouble, when you're in a time of distress, is he makes you doubt the provisions, the protections, and the powers of God. Have you ever, have you ever been there before? Like, like you know, it's just like you, you, got, you feel like things are going well. You, you have money in the bank. You feel like things are going good. You're given to church. You're given to missions. You've adopted a foster family. You're doing so much more. You have, you have what you think. You're serving God. You're doing what's right. You're experiencing the blessing of the Lord. And then your air conditioner goes out, your furnace goes out, your fence falls down, you have a huge doctor bill, and and suddenly you wonder, like, are the things that I'm doing, is is this really what I should be doing? And you begin to doubt the provision, the protection, and the power of God, or maybe maybe it's even in a relationship. You you met someone and things are like great, and you get married and everything's great. And then after the first few years, you realize that he gained like fifty pounds, and suddenly you see all of his imperfections and all of his flaws. And and then you sit back and you're like, wait a minute, was was that just bad food that I was eating at the time when I thought he was so handsome and so wonderful and so great? Or or, or did, did, did God did God did, did God really provide me? with a spouse, or is, was this really not where I'm supposed to? Like, I feel like in times of distress, God often, uh, the, the enemy often comes in, and he makes us doubt the, the provisions, and he makes us doubt the, 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 the protections, and he makes us doubt the power of God. I remember when I was in college, I was following the Lord. I was following him so diligently. I'd left Minnesota, the, the motherland, and I'd, I'd went down to Missouri, and I thought, like, oh, my goodness, like, I'm going into ministry. I'm so excited that I'm going into ministry, and I, I met this beautiful girl freshman year, and we started hanging out, and things were going well, and man, I'm, I, I remember I was heading home from uh, campus, uh, it was actually, I think it was over winter break. And I had, I remember I had all of my, I was taking all my stuff home in my old Mitsubishi pickup truck. And I'm driving home through Missouri. I'm in southern Missouri. And my car breaks down. And, the, and, and like the, the tire like starts shredding and everything else. And I remember sitting there on the side of the road. It was snowing. Sitting there on the side of the road. Looking in the back of my truck. Feeling like, oh my goodness, like my life is so terrible right now. And I'm thinking... Man, I've been following God. I've been pursuing his dreams. I've been doing what he's been calling me to do. And at that moment, I was doubting the provisions and the protections and and the power of God. And I I guess, I don't know, maybe you're here this morning and you're going through some struggles and you're going through some difficult times. And and maybe you can relate with what I'm talking about today. Like maybe maybe you're, you're in your situation and it's like, oh my goodness, I just don't know if, if God is still providing for me. I just don't know if God is still protecting me. I just don't know if God's power is still in my life because of this huge um, thing that's in front of me. And, and I feel like when I read this passage in 2 Kings chapter um, 19, like this is what's happening. The city is being sieged, um, and, and, and here's this king who is, who is mocking uh, the people of Israel and mocking the king. And so you might be looking at me today and be like, you know, Pastor Evan, that's a, um, a great story about this king in the Old Testament. But what in the world does this have to do with Psalms chapter 46? It's interesting because most scholars believe that this psalm was written by the sons of Korah during this exact time in Israel's history, penned during this exact time. And so if you can imagine 
what's happening. If you can imagine the city being sieged, and um, it's kind of wild because um, the writer is calling the listeners to come and behold. He really gives them two different things to do in times of trouble. He says, you need to come and behold the works of God. Come, behold the works of God. It's interesting because when you look at this passage of Scripture in 2 Kings chapter 19, you see that although they were surrounded at night, an angel of the Lord came and struck down the armies and left uh, the Assyrian army dead. And so I'm not, I'm not saying this morning that God is going to send a heavenly army to rescue you from despair, but what I am saying to you this morning is that in the midst of your troubles, in the midst of your circumstances, to remember God's fingerprints on your life. Remember God's fingerprints on your life. I think sometimes what happens is when God provides or when God protects or when we experience his power, we, I don't know, it's almost like we have spiritual nearsightedness and or we have spiritual, I don't even know what the right word is, but often we forget to remember the good things that God has done in our lives. Sometimes we forget to remember the times that he's provided for us. Sometimes we forget to remember his provision. Sometimes we forget to remember his power. Come and behold the works of the Lord. Come and behold the works of the Lord. Psalms chapter 103, verses 1 and 2, it says this. It says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefits. You know, it's, it's interesting because I think sometimes we, we forget the way. I'm sweating this morning, sorry. Sometimes we just, sometimes we just forget. Like, and it's, it's weird because like, like when I look back on my life and I look at all the times that God has provided for me, it seems like that should be a good enough, in, like it, it should encourage me so that the next time when something happens, I shouldn't freak out again. But I feel like we just have like spiritual like amnesia. Are you guys with me this morning? Like sometimes it's like, it's like we, we, we go through something and, and we're like, I just don't know if I'm going to make it to, to the next payday and, and God provides and God provides. Or sometimes we go through something like we go through, a, I don't know, like a, we, 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 we go through a sickness and we, we just forget that God, we just forget of God's, we forget of God's works and we forget of his goodness and we forget of his fingerprints on our life. Come behold the works of the Lord. And second of all, he says, be still and know that I'm, and know that I am God. Can you look to your neighbor and say, be still and know that I am God. Like, the word be still, be still here really means to slacken, to quit fighting, to, like, almost like to stop it, to relax, to stay calm, to settle down. The, the idea is to stop worrying, to stop sweating, to stop stressing. First of all, we, we need to remember the good things that God has done in our lives, Remember the way that he's provided for us. Remember the way that he's protected us. Remember the way that he's worked in our lives in power. But then second of all, we need to be still 
and know that he is God. You know, I can imagine the, 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 the people of Jerusalem freaking out because the Assyrian army had surrounded them. I can imagine them going up to King Hezekiah and just being like, King Hezekiah, I just don't, I don't, I don't really know what we should do. The armies are here. Uh, they're, they're, they're waiting. They're, they're, just, they're just across the, the wall. They're shooting arrows. At their, they're doing all sorts of things. We just, we're not entirely sure what we can do. I don't know if you've been there before where you've, there's been a difficult time in your life and you're just freaking out. You're just like, God, I just don't know what's going to happen. I, like my bank account is low. My, my spouse isn't listening. My kids are misbehaving. My car's broken down. I like whatever it might be. Like just freaking, and, and I feel like through the power of the word, God is telling us this morning to be still and know that He's that He's that, and know that He's God. It's interesting with the wordage because kind of early in the verse, it's speaking of God, and then in this portion, be still, and it's like God is speaking Himself through the sons of Korah to the people of Israel, be still and know that I am God. And the worship team can come back up. Be still, stop sweating, stop worrying, stop stressing, stop fighting, stop pacing back and forth, stop freaking out, and realize that he is God. He's in control. He's our fortress. He's our refuge. He's our ever-present help in times of trouble. He's our encourager. He's our rock. Realize that he is, just be still for a moment and realize that he is God. Stop trying to figure everything out. Stop trying to line everything up. Stop trying to figure out how to defeat the army. Stop trying to figure out how to rouse up the troops. Stop trying to figure out how to fight, but just be still for a moment and realize that he is God, that he has everything in control, that he sees you, he knows where you're at, he understands your troubles, he understands your your battle, he understands your hardship, he understands your pain. Be still for a moment and just realize that he is God. Realize that he's in control. Realize that he's your provider. Realize that he's your protector. Realize that he has all power in his hands. Be still this morning and know that he is God. Each day has enough trouble of its own, for tomorrow will take care of itself. Be still this morning and know that he is God. Look at your life and look at the ways that he has moved. Look at the way that he has uh, provided for you. Look at the ways that he has blessed you in the past with your family and with your job and with your health and with your kids and with all the different ways that he has orchestrated your steps and just remember the goodness of the Lord. Remember the works of the Lord in your life. Maybe you might be looking at your life and like, I'm not even sure if I have much to remember. I look at my life and there's not even very many ways that God has moved powerfully. I just want to encourage you to open up your Bibles and you can see spots over and over and over again where God has moved in power, 
where God has moved in provision and God has moved in protection. I mean, have you ever met someone before and you're talking to them and uh, they talk like stuff in the Bible just happened like yesterday? You know, like, oh yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing because God, you know, led the people of Israel out of, the, out of, the, uh, out of Egypt and he uh, led them by a, a pillar of fire by night and a cloud by day. And, you know, God, uh, have you ever met someone before where it's just like, it's like they, they're, they're speaking the word and they just, I feel like, man, if you need some encouragement this morning, um, and you haven't opened your word in a while, uh, open up the Bible and allow God to speak and allow God to minister and allow God to move and look at the ways that he has uh, provided provision and protection and power. And then just be still and know that he is God. God, this, this morning I just pray for um, everyone here who's listening, and I just pray that you will speak to them uh, I just pray that you'll continue to move in their life, Father. I just pray specifically for those this morning who are maybe going through a trial. Maybe they're going through a hardship. Maybe they're going through a battle. And, Father, I just pray that they will be able to um, look at your works in their life and that they will remember to remember and that they will be encouraged um, by the things that you have done in their past, Father. Maybe may, maybe they, 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 they're having problems, remember, and I just pray that you'll uh, just prick their memory and they'll be able to look back and see it all the different ways that you provided for them and that you cared for them, Father. And God, I also pray uh, maybe there are people here this morning that have just been freaking out and they've been, there's been anxiety and there's been stress and there's, they, 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 they just, they're trying to put everything together. And God, I pray this morning that they will be still and know that you are God. God, I pray that as we sing this song one last time, that you will be magnified and glorified in your holy name.